Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up and good morning, War Report family. You got Ike Jones. We are here. Another morning drop today talking about some key matchups for the upcoming game against Cal this weekend. Hopefully everybody's excited and ready to go. I know I am. Well, let's get straight to it. Y'all know how we do War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop. We are in here. It's your guy Ike Jones talking a little bit about the matchup against Cal this weekend. Hopefully everybody is having a great morning. It is currently Wednesday morning, September the 6th, just a couple of days away from kickoff versus Cal. The trip across country, any of the Auburn family that's making the trip, let us know. I will not be making the trip over there, but hopefully some of you will be in the place rooting on the Tigers. Uh, But let's get into it, talking a little bit this morning. Uh, I've done all of my film review from the last game, so had a really good opportunity to take a look at what we did versus UMass. I have taken an opportunity to go and check out the film versus Cal. Members, make sure that you have your uh, notification bells on. I'm going to be dropping that film review either tomorrow or Friday. Uh, So make sure that you guys are ready. Buckle up for that. Had an opportunity to have a conversation with my guy, Spencer McLaughlin. He is the host of Locked On Pac-12, and he gave me his insights on Cal. So definitely looking forward for you guys to hear that. Uh, That'll be going live on the pod. So make sure that you guys are locked in with the Auburn Express on all of your podcast places. But uh, as far as Cal is concerned, Going to be a good matchup for the Tigers, a good test for this Auburn defense to see, have we made any real improvements? UMass didn't give very much resistance. A good change happened with our defensive alignment. Well, not really alignment, but the strategy of how we wanted to attack that quarterback after that first drive where UMass pretty much got what they want on the first drive of that game. But after that, it was tough sledding for them. A lot of people attribute that to the injury that happened to Tyson Pumachan. I don't know that it was strictly about that. That did contribute to 
kind of the way that the defense was ignoring the quarterback. Again, if you saw my breakdown uh, and you're a member on the channel, then uh, you you really got my thoughts on whether or not that was a thing. But I do want to say that this week is going to be an interesting proposition. While you guys are getting in here, I want to make sure that you're doing the necessary. and You already know what that is. It should be sharing the video. Make sure you go ahead and hit that share button right now. Take a time to share the video with somebody. I know you might be doing other things, but give me a couple of seconds. Share the video. Make sure other people are getting involved in the conversation. Like the video. Go ahead and give us, a, give us a thumbs up. I see a couple of you have already done that. Thank you very much for liking the video. And subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If it's your first time, welcome. If it's not your first time and you're just kind of in here trying to decide whether or not you really like what we are doing content-wise, go ahead and give us a subscription. There's a lot of different content coming out from the channel. And we appreciate everybody who continues to support us with memberships uh but cal in this first game did a really good job on the ground uh total offense over 600 yards uh their lead rusher had almost 200 yards on the ground ott is his name and i think what i learned from watching cal and what i learned from watching our own film is that the key for me in this game or the key matchup is going to be how our linebackers perform in whatever their duties are going to be. So let me talk about two different things here. They have a quarterback who started the game who's more of a dual-threat mobile guy. Uh, I believe his name is Sam Jackson. I know the last name is Jackson. Let me verify the uh, first name for you guys. Quarterback, yeah, Sam Jackson here, who was a transfer in. And Sam Jackson's more of the dual threat, more of the guy who's going to threaten you with his legs and have the ability to get out in, in some of the RPO stuff that they want to run. The offensive coordinator for Cal was previously at Cal and is coming back in his second stint there, was the head coach at Texas State last year. Uh, so I did take a little opportunity to go watch some Texas State film from last year and kind of see what they do. Very similar style offense to a lot of what we're seeing with the spread offenses around the country right now. So nothing that's super exotic with what they're doing. But the, the threat of Sam Jackson with his legs, I think it's going to be an interesting proposition or a thing that the Auburn defense is going to have to deal with. And, and quite frankly, didn't do so well in that first drive against UMass. So I think it's a good another good opportunity for Auburn to get into a matchup if Sam Jackson is going to play, he went out early in that game versus North Texas with an injury. Haven't heard definitive answers on whether or not he's going to be playing this weekend. But if Sam Jackson is the quarterback, he's going to pose some threats for Auburn with his ability to run. Uh, that will be interesting. And I think that that's a good test for some of the other quarterbacks in this league that are going to have better talent around them. No disrespect to Cal and the level of their talent. I just don't think that they're on the same level as an LSU, despite what they look like against Florida State or even an Arkansas who has some good offensive weapons around a very good dual threat and rushing quarterback uh, that they have there in KJ Jefferson. And then you look at teams like Ole Miss that deploy the spread offense and will have the threat of the rush from the quarterback. Alabama this year with their quarterback, with Jalen Milrow, going to be able to get out on the edge and run with the quarterback position. So we've got quite a few tests this season for a quarterback that can be mobile. Cal's going to be another good warm-up for us to test our ability to be sound in our gap integrity against some of the RPO and some of the, the run option schemes that they're going to present with this spread offense that they have. But the combination of Sam Jackson and, let me get his name correct here, the running back who is, uh, let's see, Jaden, first name Jaden Ott, 
It's going to be something that we're going to have to deal with and contend with. Now, if Sam Jackson is not playing, the quarterback is going to be Ben Finley. Ben Finley is the transfer over from North Carolina State. He was at NC State last year. Uh, what I saw from Ben Finley, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, he can throw the ball. He, he can fit it into some tight windows. But he also, to me, was a little risky with the football. And he had some turnover-worthy plays that he was putting out there on tape. So I do think that it's advantage Auburn if Ben Finley is the starter because he's not as mobile and with him being more of a stationary target, some of the blitz packages that Ron Roberts likes to dial up may be more effective. Now, Ben Finley will be quick to get the ball out on the edges, so he's going to test the uh, the corners, and if we're going to be playing some off coverage out there, he will just throw it out there quickly uh, on in the RPO stuff, so... And I think he's a little more likely to do that than than Jackson is just because he do, he's not as mobile. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they decide to attack uh, with blitzing and pressure. Hopefully we'll be in a position where we have some of our better edge rushers in the game. Heard a lot of stuff about Steven Sings in the fall. He was playing pretty low on the depth chart during the game versus UMass. You really didn't see him get in there until we had second, third string guys in there on a consistent basis. Elijah McAllister was playing the majority of the jack snaps with the first team. And then you, of course, didn't have uh, Jalen McLeod available in that game to play. So you didn't get an opportunity to see what he was able to do from that jack position as a very real pass rush threat with his quickness around the edge. They supplemented that with the star position to be able to get in there, and they did some uh, zone blitzing stuff where they would drop uh, you know, one of the linemen back, typically that Jack or the defensive end from the opposite side. Um, and they would bring you know, either him as a fifth rusher, him being the star position, whether that was uh, Keontae Scott or uh, Donovan Kaufman. So it's going to be interesting to see how they decide to do that versus whichever quarterback is trotted out there. But again, I think the key matchup for me is going to be the linebacker play. It's going to be how are the linebackers for Auburn getting people lined up? We heard Coach Hugh Freeze talk about linebackers really have the responsibility of making sure that the defensive line is fitted into the correct gap based upon what the look is from the offense. So are the linebackers assignment sound and making sure that the defensive line is lined up? And then do the linebackers get assignment sound as far as their gap post snap and understanding where they need to be in relation to how everything is fitting with the gap scheme and gap integrity so linebackers to me that stood out during that game um both good and bad so we'll talk about a couple of things here i think that the starting linebackers for auburn left a little bit to be desired I, I don't think austin keys had a particularly good day we find out a little bit later that he's still dealing with some injuries and he had been injured prior to the game don't think he had a particularly good game uh he, he missed quite a few tackles and he was not in the right place a few times. I liked what he was doing as far. He, he was, he was in the right, when he was in the right position, I just don't feel like he was getting to the tackler and getting him down consistently though. I did see some good effort from him. I like the, the, the motor that he had when he was out there, but Austin keys, in my opinion, had a rough day. Um, the other starting one was cam Riley. Cam Riley didn't have a bad day. Uh, but nothing that really flashed or stood out to me. The biggest issue I had with both of them was just not 
you know, Coach Freeze talked about this from the defensive line standpoint, and I'll echo this from the linebacker standpoint. I don't didn't see them getting off of blocks. They were taking on blocks and, and, and doing that physically, but then just not getting off of them. It was more so like they were doing it like they were going up against a sled here, like they're engaging, but then not getting off and getting to the tackler. Uh, you see a very different thing when you get to that second level of linebacker that's getting in there. I felt like Larry Nixon, when he got into the game, was a little bit more aggressive and downhill to get some things. Definitely felt like Eugene Asante was out there being aggressive and 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 he had a high motor. Sometimes he looked a little stuck in the mud and he was late to react um, at certain points during the game. But I liked the energy that he brought to the defense when he came in. But it's going to be important to see how the rotation of that linebacker uh, core is going to be and how assignment sound they are going to be against the run. Because that, to me, is really the essence of what the Cal offense is going to be. If they're able to move the ball on the ground, the other uh, running back that they had, Isaiah Infonse, is more of the bruiser back. He's more of the guy that's going to get the tough yardage, uh, short distance, uh, he's going to be tough in between the tackles. He's not as quick, you know, not the home run threat that uh, Jaden Ott is, but he is a tough physical runner. And I think it's going to be, I think I like that matchup, honestly, even though, you know, we didn't f- seem to be as physical as I would like us to be in that front seven. I like that matchup a little bit better than I like Ott. Ott is just kind of a slippery character and, 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 it's hard after one game to determine whether or not Ott is just that tough to tackle in space or if North Texas wasn't good at tackling because I saw a lot of missed tackles, a lot of opportunities for tackles to be had. Uh, but arm tackling isn't going to get it done with that young man. He's good at being able to to get away from that. And then when he gets vertical, he's difficult to catch in the open field. So. I look forward to seeing how we're able to tackle at the second level, particularly to prevent those long runs that he was able to break off against North Texas. So that to me is going to be a key matchup. Our linebackers in, in the run fits versus what they're going to be doing in their run game. You take it over to the other side. Now they do have some threats on the outside. Let me do mention this and not pretend as if that the wide receivers are just bad. Uh, Jeremiah Hunter, I think is kind of the guy that they leaned on in the first game. You know, I don't know if that's going to be something that's going to hold true for the remainder of the season, but uh, Jeremiah Hunter did seem to be a big play receiver for them. A guy that was able to get open. They like to throw the ball to him in some of the quick game stuff. So he's going to be a guy that I expect Auburn to have. Uh, some some tendencies that they're going to be looking at to try to determine what he's doing, some of the route stuff. And we'll look at that when we get into the film on them uh, later this week. But Hunter, I think, is more of the guy that you want to look for. Uh, Grizel did a, a good job uh, as far as f- showing up on film for them consistently. Uh, so I think those are going to be the major pass-catching targets for them, as well as Ott out of the backfield. So um, Ott ha- uh, had some catches out of the backfield. They were swinging him out on some routes there as the running back. So they're going to get Ott involved in that offense quite a bit. Uh, let's flip it over to the other side and talk about Auburn's offense versus the Cal defense. Cal is going to be assignment sound. They're not going to take a ton of risks. They really want to just it's it's going to remind Auburn fans, honestly, um, though they have some ability to get to the pass rush, it's going to remind Auburn fans of really the last couple of years of Auburn football where it's more bend and but don't break. Uh, but they will be opportunistic if you are lazy with the ball. So when we looked at the film on Peyton Thorne, we saw a tendency for him to be late and not really putting a lot of zip on passes to the outside. That's not going to work against this Cal defense because they're going to be kind of sitting back 
more so in zone and kind of trying to jump some of these routes and wait for their opportunities. So if you're not on time with it, they can be opportunistic in that way. However, North Texas was able to exploit deep routes against this Cal secondary. Now, I'm told by my man over here at Locked On um, Pac-12 that that's not typical for them. They are usually more assignment sound in their secondary, but I did see it multiple times throughout that game. North Texas had the ability to take deep shots. They missed a few of them, but they were open out there. So I look for Auburn to try to stretch it against them a little bit and challenge their ability to stay within what they want to do scheme-wise because, again, they want to jump those underneath routes and cause havoc on that stuff. So if you can get them leaning forward a little bit, you can pop something over the top, and I look for Auburn to be able to do that early just to test that secondary to make sure that they understand that we have the capability of going deep. The other thing that North Texas did that I thought was interesting as a, you know, a, a team that's just now getting into the group of five, moving up, they were able to be physical inside with Cal on, on defense for points of time. They were able to run the ball effectively. I think that Auburn is going to be able to run the ball against this Cal defense and make some, some headway. If we aren't able to throw the ball consistently, because I think Cal's going to play it straight up for the most part and not try to crowd um, the box unless Auburn is just being dominant. And then you're going to have to watch for some of that outside stuff, the screen game and all of that. But if Auburn makes Cal commit more to the box, that's going to be a good thing for Auburn because I think that Auburn can be physical inside and run the ball. To me, it's going to come down to who runs the ball better in this game, who's going to win. I don't know that Cal is going to be uh, able to rely on the arm of Ben Finley to win this game for them if he's the starter. And I didn't see much of the arm of Sam Jackson. I'm going to have to go find maybe some tape from him before he transferred. He didn't get an opportunity to throw the ball very much before he got injured in that game. So I don't really even know what kind of passer he is, to be honest. I'll see if I can find some tape on him before he got to Cal this year. Uh, but Ben Finley, again, I, I, he's got a lot of experience and he's not going to get rattled easily. I just think that he's going to give some opportunities for our defense to be opportunistic once we heat him up. Uh, so I think it's going to come down to who runs the ball the most effectively, who's going to control the clock, because that's really what Cal did. They control the clock. North Texas had quite a few turnovers, three, if I'm not mistaken, in that game. And all of them were pretty bad turnovers. They weren't. Uh, particularly great defensive plays. They were very bad offensive plays. Uh, now, Jaden Ott did put the ball on the ground for Cal. He did have the one fumbled in the game there. Um, and I think there was another interception that they got later in the game. But overall, Cal fundamentally sound in how they play defense. And offensively, they are a standard RPO team, a spread option team. They're not going to give you anything that looked too exotic, at least not in that first game. Of course, we know uh, the first game isn't going to be everything that they're going to want to show. But I am looking forward to seeing how the run game is working for Auburn. I think whoever controls the ground controls the clock and wins this game. Hopefully, Auburn will be looking to choke the clock out. All right. It's enough of me talking. I know you guys didn't hear come in here just to hear me sit here and talk. And we got so much more we're going to talk about this evening with the midweek report uh, because all the guys should be here to give their perspectives on this game. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Dry. 
Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. So it's time to get into these comments, and I want to hear what you guys are blessing about. Mr. Tyrone, thank you so much for the super chat this morning. I think Sam is playing. Speaking of Sam Jackson, the quarterback for Cal. Uh, so, again, he went down early in that game. I don't really know what the extent of that injury was earlier in this week. They were talking about they weren't sure. I'm sure he's going to try to give it a go. So I would look – I would, if I were Auburn, I would prepare, prepare for Sam Jackson being the quarterback. I am going to try to see if I can find some – from some more film on him actually throwing the football so we can see what kind of arm he has, but definitely and a, a true athlete. He had a, a, a situation where he was early in the game. He was absolutely uh, going to get caught two, three yards behind the line and was able to reverse field and get up for uh, an actual gain on the play. He's an athlete that in his space is going to be dangerous and he's, he's got some wiggle to him and he definitely has some speed. So something that Auburn's going to have to keep a look at, uh, but don't know what he is as a passing threat because I just haven't seen him throw. So I'm going to try to find some of that for you guys. If you guys see some of that, and you're um, following me on Twitter. Uh, just make sure you send me a link to something that you find. And I'll definitely take a look at it and see if we can get some analysis on it. Corey Weber jumping in this morning saying that Asante and Nixon look to be the best in the linebacker grouping. They filled gaps and made plays. Definitely. For my opinion, those two looked like the best linebackers for Auburn during that game. Uh, both of them not without fault, but both of them, I think, did a really good job of just being aggressive and 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 sideline to sideline. I liked Asante's energy when he was coming in. Uh, he definitely is an engine and, and a guy. I like it when, when they brought him on blitzes particularly just because I like his ability and his speed uh, to get in there and cause havoc. So looking forward to seeing how they deploy the linebackers in this coming game. Uh, Steve Radley gets us going here and says, we are looking at possibly a high uh, – so are we looking at, excuse me, a possibly high-scoring game from both teams or just us? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Again, I think it's both teams are going to rely heavily on the run, specifically if Sam Jackson's going to be playing. They're going to want to run the ball a lot with some RPO stuff uh, or some read option stuff, I should say, and – if they're going to be running the ball a lot, I think that slows the clock down just because of the new rules. Uh, and I think that we're going to attempt to run the ball a lot. They function a lot on big plays. If you listen to me talk a little bit on Monday with uh, the morning drop, I talked about how they were a big play team. They had a lot of chunk plays, and they're going to want to break it open and get those chunk plays. I want to see Auburn force this team to be patient and move the ball down the field methodically. But I want to see us get off the field on third down, uh, be good on first and second down against that run and force them to make some third and medium third and long opportunities against this team. If we can be sound in that aspect and not give up the big plays and also not let them just continually stay on the field with the run game that they're going to want to deploy. I think that Auburn's going to be fine. I mean, that sounds like a very elementary breakdown. Hey, get off the field on third down. It's going to be important, I think, for us to win the time of possession battle in this game because I do think that Auburn in a game that goes into the fourth quarter has more depth in talent and should be able to outlast Cal in this game if it comes down to that. Not sure how high scoring it's going to be for Cal. I think the, the clock is going to be a big factor in that. Good question, though. Uh, another super chat here um, from uh, Mr. Tyrone. Their starting center is injured. 
Did not know that. Haven't looked at the injury report, but that's going to be important to see how they're going to be able to function with a backup center in the game and what kind of experience that backup center has. Let me pull up their roster here and see what they have listed right now. Uh, so we have Matthew Sendrick currently number 73 as their center. And then the backup Deshaun Harris, who is a redshirt freshman. Right. So we've got a guy who doesn't look like he's got a ton of experience. The only other guy they have listed at center here is Dylan Jim to guard, who is a redshirt sophomore. That could be crucial. So that's good information there, Mr. Tyrone. If they have a backup center who hasn't played a lot of football, maybe we can cause some havoc up front. So I'm going to be looking at the contribution of what we have playing at nose tackle between Jason Jones and Justin Rogers, uh, maybe even Lawrence Johnson in there playing some nose. So uh, good information there. Appreciate that bit of insight, uh, Mr. Tyrone. Knox Cleveland gets us going here and says, I believe Auburn will pull away late in the game. You know, I think this is a situation where we could see this go into the fourth quarter. I hope it doesn't. I absolutely hope we go out here, third quarter, have this in hand, um, and and we actually are pulling away in the second half of this game. I'd love to see us dominate out the gate, but I do think the home crowd is going to be jazzed there for Cal. They they seem to have a renewed optimism about their season, uh, and even – Again, the, the guy I spoke to, Spencer McLaughlin, if you've watched the show for some years, he was the locked on Ducks guy that I had come in and talk a little bit when uh, Bo Nix made the transfer out to Oregon about expectations of what they would have for him and DJ James and Justin uh, and Jason Jones coming in from Oregon, what we could expect from them transferring over. Uh, but I talked to him again. He, he uh, is the host of Locked On Pac-12 and talked about how Fans of the Pac-12 and uh, Cal fans specifically feel like this is going to be a different season for them, a bowl season for them, because they've gotten better offensively. They've always had a sound defense, always been a you know top of the the top end of the Pac-12 as far as defense. Which let me be honest with you, I don't respect Pac-12 defenses outside of Utah for the most part. Uh, so I don't really know what to make of that of them being a good Pac-12 defense. Uh, but I do know that they've been a defense that has been good at being sound, right? Like they just really don't get out of position a lot and they, they're usually where they need to be. So they try to force you to be disciplined offensively, take what they're going to give them. It's going to this uh, this game, I think, is made for a guy like Peyton Thorne, who is going to be going to be fine with taking a check down. Right. If Peyton Thorne is OK with taking the check down and just getting us three or four yards here, getting us in the right calls and checks, we can methodically move the ball down the field because I believe that we can be physical enough in the trenches to be able to get some stuff in the run game. If he can be disciplined in the pass game and not force opportunities, take the check downs when they're there, get us in the correct checks and, and, and get the quick game going when it's available then I think that this is the kind of defense that will allow you to get three, four yards at a time. Move the ball, move the ball, move the ball until you get into the range to be able to bring in our guy Red Zone Robbie. And I just don't know that they've got enough speed to be able to deal with him consistently coming downhill against you. Uh, so I believe that we can pull away from them late in this game. Look for Robbie Ashford to be a big factor in this game on short distance and in the red zone again. Uh, Curtis Jackson says... Uh, QB Sam Jackson was Thorne's wide receiver in high school. So look, the athleticism is is definitely evident there. That's interesting, though. They played at the same high school, and he was the wide receiver for Peyton Thorne. 
Uh, hopefully, Thorne has some insight for us, uh, for his team, about his former high school uh, teammate there, Sam Jackson. Uh, Corey Weber gets it going again and says, the running back is explosive. We definitely need to wrap him up, need better linebacker play this week. Absolutely agree with this uh, explosive run game. And for both of their running backs, even though, again, the backup running back or the second running back that they're going to bring in, Isaiah Infante, is not as explosive, he's hard to tackle. So we're going to have to be sound in where we are. And when we get there, we're going to need to be able to tackle well. Uh, Otherwise, it's going to be a long day. I'm just going to be honest with you. If we're not better in our discipline in the run game and our ability to tackle and a lot of our tackling issues that we had in this game, both in the run game and in the kick coverage was about just taking poor angles. Uh, So we just need to be better at how we're approaching on our angles. And when you get there, just be sound in your technique. When we were in position, we made good sound tackles. It was about being out of position. I think that hurt Auburn more than anything else. Uh, Lawrence Robinson jumps in and says Spivital used to be an OC for Kevin Sumlin, if I'm not mistaken. That is the current offensive coordinator for Cal he's talking about there. Uh, Spivital has been an OC at a couple of different places. He was at Cal before. I'm not sure about whether or not he was under Kevin Sumlin, but that it is very reminiscent of a Kevin Sumlin offense. So I would say that that's probably accurate. I could go look up his history and I'm sure somebody in the comment section has already verified that. Um, But Spivital has made the Cal offense more dynamic and more explosive, which has Cal fans, even Pac-12 fans who want to see the SEC uh, get beat this weekend, have some confidence about the fact that they can come out and um, make some headway against Auburn this weekend. I see a comment here that says Spivital coached Manziel and Kyler Murray. Uh, So, yes, he was the offensive coordinator there for Texas A&M under um, Kevin Sumlin. Let's see. Uh, What else do we have here? A lot of chats coming in here. I'm trying to get through all of them here. Uh, Hugh Rayleigh says, I keep hearing a lot of players have never flown. I can tell you that jet jet lag is a real thing. And the the cardigan rhythm will be uh, totally off. So kids are fighting that too. Listen, I'm not a a, a certicant. Excuse me, I'm card. I don't know why I had a little dyslexia on the, the A and the I there. The Sertican ribbon uh, is going to be off. So um, circadian, circadian, circadian. I can read. I promise I can. Y'all know, y'all seen me read a lot. I'm not the kid who who gets flustered with reading out loud. Circadian rhythm. Okay, so um, I don't know. I don't know how much of the, an impact that's going to be. That's. I, I think the the flight across country is, is a lot for a first-time flight, too. It's not like you're just, you know, hopping a quick you know, two hour situation, you're going all the way across country. So it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust to that. Um, uh, let's see. James Barnett says, Ike, doesn't Cal running the read option bode well for our defense? Our defense should already be used to that along with the RPO. It's going to be something that they've seen often for sure, right? So they should have an idea of what a kind of assignment sound nature they need to be as far as being able to play the quarterback. Listen, any defense that's going up against Robbie Ashford, I think Robbie Ashford is crucial for the scout team this week, for sure. Him running around and being Sam Jackson for them to be able to figure out how they're going to deal with that. 
is going to be super crucial for this team. So it's good that you have a guy like that to be able to be Sam Jackson if he's going to be available. But they should be able to know a lot of what they're going to be seeing. It's not going to be exactly the same. We don't run the same offense, but we do run similar offenses. Uh, so it should be something that they are accustomed to seeing, and hopefully they'll be able to get that stuff together uh, quickly enough to be able to do what they need to do um, in this game and show Cal early that they're ready for the stuff that they're going to throw at them. I think that the, that we are going to be able to force turnovers in this game again, because I believe that Cal is going to put the ball on the ground at least one time. And again, if Ben Finley comes in the game, haven't seen again, I haven't seen Sam Jackson throw, but if Ben Finley comes in the game, I think he's going to give you an offering to be able to, to get us something in the off, excuse me, in the defense with another takeaway in that regard. So, all right. Anyway, enough of me talking and me fumbling over words I'm trying to read on the screen. Um, I'm going to get out of here, but I appreciate you guys dropping in with me this morning. Drop!